Welcome to another episode of Barber College Success, brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, and Craig's Crown Cuts, Downtown, JC. Today, we're going to continue on our episode of Professional Image and finish it off. But first off, I'm let my co-host introduce himself, and then my other co-host, and then our special guest, who back with us again. Am I Fields? Am I your barber? Marion, Virginia. Am I? When you come on, you come on so like innocent, and then once you get into the podcast, it's just like a raw. Yeah, I got it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I ease into it. <laughs> ease into it. Yeah, I don't want to come on too strong. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to scare him off. Got to give him that chill vibe first, and then yeah. once you get into it, he's like, oh, ah, yeah. I'm in it. I want you here. Mm. You got Jordan Barr, Jordan Barr underscore fifty two on Instagram from Bristol, Tennessee. And uh, special guest uh, Norman Howard, uh, corporate guy, been around the world a few times. Big, big, big. Thanks again for coming with us, Norman. We appreciate the love. We appreciate you coming out, sharing your time with us. I know you got it. You're a busy man, just like all of us. Oh, always fun to be here. Good, good. Norman, do you have anybody who listen to the podcast? Do you tell people that you're on the podcast? Probably my son. That's the only <laughs> person. <laughs> so, what, what does he say when you tell him you're on the podcast? Well, I tell him I'm down with, uh, I'm talking with a bunch of uh, great guys, uh-huh. you know, who are about uh, changing the world and uh, bringing love. And uh, I think I shared with you, uh, he's not a barber, but he bought a barber shop. And I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> he bought a barber shop? Yeah, he <laughs> bought a barber shop. <laughs> he's in Detroit. In Detroit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, Jordan, how you feel about this podcast? You like week three in it? Yeah, it was, that? it was a week four. I think it's your third, fourth one. Yeah, but I'm having a good time, man. I really am. Uh, definitely appreciated that uh, I got you know a chance to be along with everybody in here. But I think I learned a lot of stuff ever since I've been on it. So okay. especially a good. Uh, I mean, that's what it's about: trying to grow and continuously just brand yourself and just get better. That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. Mr. Fields. What's up? Are we going to rock it today? Yeah, we're rocking, man. <laughs> I'm just kicking back. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for to kick it off. Yo, you look like a little tired, man. <laughs> I'm a little tired. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Got the newborn, so I'll get to sleep as much as I want to. Again, appreciate the love out there. Um, spreading love the JC way is the one way we do it, but the only way to do it is spreading love the Crown Cuts way. We're going to jump into this episode and talk about, we jumped, last week we were on professional image, but we didn't get to finish the topic. We're going to add some more flavor to it and just keep you coming. Keep you coming with the gems, making you earn the crown. Just putting you back on top where you need to be because this industry is so love. And we just want to make sure you get the most out of it. One of our reviews said, getting free, free love. Just getting that free love. And that's what we like to do anyway. But um, we're going to jump into the topic, professional image. One of the key things about professional image is image building. And what is image building? And Norman, when you hear image building, what comes to your mind as far as image building? Well, the first thing is about uh, how I present myself, um, how I talk, um, what thoughts and ideas that uh, I bring forth in terms of a conversation. I generally don't have frivolous conversations. Right. I enjoy a great joke, but... Uh, something yeah. with content, something with meat. Something with content and meeting that uh, is going to be beneficial either that individual or the community. By far. What do you think, Jordan? Uh, just having, like, also your appearance, uh, where you presume yourself, why people look at you in general. So uh, I feel like just staying on top of those type of stuff will help you, you know. I mean, because I know we talked about the last time I shared that story with you guys about that kid who was in the, in the, in the school, and I walked by him, and he was like, man, every time I see Craig, he's dressed. He's always dressed sharp. He's always dressed in a suit. 
that's what comes to mind. That the stuff like that keeps my feet to the fire. And I know, like we had that conversation one day, am I, and you got so upset with the student because you're trying to get the point across to him about when you dress well, you feel well, you perform well, and you it, it, it's just a, a microchasm of just things that just happens in a positive direction for you. Yeah, and you can still be you can still be you. We're not asking you to be anything that you're not. Right. We're not telling you you have to be something that you don't want to be. It's just that whenever you represent yourself, just represent yourself as, as positively and, and clean and sharp as you can. Right. And it's not when, – and when we say dress for success and, and just that image consciousness, you don't have to have a suit and tie every day. No. Oh. No, you don't have to have a, a suit and tie, definitely. Uh, and given the profession, you you, ha- you have to be comfortable in your dress. But uh, as we talked before last week, it's got to be clean and neat. And um, I'm going to use a term probably a little bit up uh, upscale in terms of dress, not a T-shirt and, and so on, but uh, something, as Craig says, that uh, you might get a compliment on. Now and then, hey, you look really nice, you know. Right, and that goes a long way. Yeah. Because I know you're doing the right things. So I'll share a couple of things with you guys and tell me what you guys think. Wearing clothing that is clean, fresh, and current with fashion. That could go anyway. How did, in your mind, how does it go? I mean, you know, because in, in you know, maybe in Howard's mind, he might, you know, he's, he's usually probably about Armani, Doja, and Cabana. <laughs> kind of you know? And, but Jordan, Jordan here, Jordan's a fear of God type of guy. Well, I mean, and I like do. all types of clothing. Not yeah, just I know, you know, saying, you know what I'm saying. He got that fear of God. Yeah. So, you know, it, to me, I like, I like, I like what they both do. You know, I like the the professional look, but I also like the fear of God look. So, I mean, and now I've, I've kind of tried to rationalize this, like what I would do in my barbershop, like how would I elevate it? Um, I thought about doing the shirt and tie. Um, but I don't know. It just depends on the environment you want to create. Maybe later on in my career, I'll do the shirt and tie, you know, just because I feel like, you know, I'll settle down and, and do the professional thing. But, you know, for the time being, I like the expression of, of uh, what way I dress. Being you. Just being you. Choose clothing so, so. that is functional, comfortable, and stylish. There's a lot of places to get uh, <coughs> uh, low-cost uh, clothing. And uh, am I? I need to correct you a little bit. I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a Armani guy. Straight like from Milan. Yeah, I like my money too much. I'm going to say something that's going to shock you a little bit. But, hey, uh, Goodwill stores, man, have a lot of great clothing. They do, you, actually. You, I ain't going to lie to you. I've you been can go in there and get a whole outfit, man. And, and uh, you get compliments on that, too. It's about having a good eye. For what goes together and how to dress, that's all. So segue to that point you just made, Goodwill. So I went to instructor school in Nashville to get my instructor license. And I got down there to get my barber instructor license. And I got down there, it's IBS in Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm down there in Nashville, and I didn't know what to wear. So the first day of school, I walk in there with scrubs. And I was like looking around, every, the uniform, all the students in the uniform, the director pulled me in the office that afternoon. She's like, Craig, I like everything you're doing. You have a great demeanor. You look well, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I want you to separate yourself. I want you to go to the Goodwill <laughs> <laughs> and get some pants and some white shirts. And from now on, I want you to be in school with a white shirt, a tie, black or blue, pi- black or blue pants. Yeah. <clears throat> So I went to the Goodwill, spent about $25, yeah. some black pants, white shirts, several ties. I think I had about eight ties. 
took him to the cleaners. Next day, I was fresh. Yeah. That's it a life. Oh, go ahead. It, it doesn't take a lot. To, it, does, it doesn't take much. Yeah, right. And it was that simple. And no one knew if I went to Goodwill or Sarah's or Belk's. Yeah. No one knew. Or, or designer. You know, everybody's uh, donating to those <laughs> stores. And if you like your money, hey, go to Goodwill. <laughs> and, and, and the key, too, is there's Goodwill's in all different parts and all different areas. If you want to, you can strategically go to a Goodwill where it's an affluent neighborhood. Yeah. And you will get what you want and get what you need. Exactly. I was Craig. You could. I mean, killing with the white shirts because you got ten ties with three shirts. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't never. You can wear the same shirt two days in a row as long as you got different tiles. Man, you just got to be clean with it. Man. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I wear a couple shirts at the same time. The same Steve, day. Steve Harvey yeah. said, "You all you need is like three suits, and yeah. you can make like a hundred and different something outfits with those three suits." I think he said a gray, a tan, and a black, and switch the top with the bottom. The and vest, the, the vest, and you get about 120 suits. I was like, "What?" That's kind. That's kind of crazy. Steve Harvey ain't wearing the same suit. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, that Steve Harvey knows what it's about because of where he came from. Right, so he knows. Yeah. yeah. So you get 120 suits out of three outfits. I thought about going to get a tailor. You ever had a tailored suit? You ever had a suit tailored? <laughs> Not yet. I'm trying to lose weight, so I'm afraid to go ahead and go. <laughs> I remember when I was in high school, I bought a Letterman jacket, and I was so hyped about it. I had all kinds of letters to put on it, and when I got it, it was too small. It was like $300. I wore it, though. Jank was tight. Couldn't even put it on, man. He had to have like a white shirt. Framed it. Accessorize your outfits. Yeah. Make sure that your jewelry does not make noise while you work. Dangling the client's face can get caught up in equipment. Hold on now, Craig. What have I got the diamond chain? What have I got? What have they clinking when I'm cutting hair? <laughs> what have I'm clinking walking I mean, around? We're talking about professional image. We want somebody yeah. to come and try to rob you. <laughs> you know well. That has been a, that's a serious topic, though, because it has, that has been a popular thing in the media. has been people getting robbed at barbershops. Barbers getting robbed. I saw one where this dude came in and robbed two people. Well, got $30,000. <laughs> he robbed a dang. barber and the client. <laughs> well, 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 that's, well, that's not the image we want. The no. thing is you have to kind of project yourself. Right. To be in an environment where that doesn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes nobody's exempt. No one is exempt. But some things I think you have to have a watchful eye for and you can kind of prepare or prevent. Not you not prevent, but be what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, I'll help you on that. Uh if you're doing the right thing in the community and you've garnered respect and you've helped people, guess what? If somebody sees somebody doing something to you, they're gonna come and help you. I mean it it you build that up, so right. but it does happen. I see it does. It you does. can mess with rugged and robbed I see. I saw a pastor get robbed this morning on World Star. They walked straight into church, said, "Get down." Wow, that's crazy. I agree. The world has changed a little bit. I'm sorry. You're right. Craig. You're right, though. I mean, it's. I, do you so? Do you you be conservative with jewelry? How's that work? So what's what's the, what's the rule in the jewelry? I'm slight. I, I, I'm for one. I, I never. When I was young, probably in high school, I used to have an earring. I took it out. Like when I graduated high school, I just didn't see no need for it. I you had never, a single hoop? You had a Michael Jordan? No, just had one little dot. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 What's so funny, Jordan? Oh, I'm sorry, man. I just couldn't. Uh, <laughs> you said the little dot. Uh, uh, it's all right. Yeah, go ahead and so I never really liked too much jewelry. I wasn't the one with too much jewelry, so I was okay with that. I mean, I, I don't really like jewelry now. Jordan got the Dennis Rodman on. He got the nose ring. I like I like Dennis Rodman swag, man. He's different. I like that. I like the different look. Don't just, don't bleach your skin. No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> Light on. No, I'm not gonna do that. No, no. So the next step is um 
wristwatch, while a good idea to help stay on schedule, should be waterproof. I agree. Why? I mean, you're, you're dealing with all kinds of liquids when it comes to shave, shaving cream, uh, product. Um, another thing is like when it comes to, I know this is not a watch, but I like to wear the silicone um, wedding band. Wedding band because, you know, you wear like a metal one that's got diamonds in it. You're going to get crud and stuff in it all the time putting product. Right. So the silicone one is so easy to clean and convenient when you're putting product on. And that's something people even underestimate. Yeah. A wedding band because you're dealing with clippers and metals. You could bang it. I, I like something that's just really kind of sportish, that's really convenient, that's kind of soft. That's not going to be too hard. That's real flexible. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, my wife, she has a ring. We try to keep it clean regularly, but they get they get dirty. Yeah, they do. Diamonds get nasty, you know, just like lotion and product and stuff. And that build up, maybe you put a silicone ring in when you go to work. And these are things that you should start thinking about while you're in school. Because if you wait to try to do it when you get into the shop, you're setting yourself back. So we want you to form proper habits while you're in school. That's why it's called Barber College Success. Again, forming these, these habits can help your reputation, can increase your income, and you have client retention. And that's what it's about. Since we're on, since we're on top of the clothes, like... <coughs> The one mistake I made when I started cutting hair was like, I'm gonna get these shoes. Like, I'm gonna get some Yeezys. That's I probably what? bought. I probably got six pairs of Yeezys, y'all. Y'all do the math, all right? But that's uh, twenty five hundred dollars. But they got ruined. They <laughs> I ruined them because hair would get in them. I don't know the 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 Yeezys. You get it, that's one thing about it. Like, you buy sneakers, you're gonna get hair in them. She, whatever shoes you wear, you're gonna get. You're just gonna be hair in them, and you're probably gonna ruin them. So keep that in mind when you go. And but you don't want to buy the newest. Shoe or sneaker that you can I know a lot of barbers do that But if you're cutting hair consistently You're going to get hair in those sneakers And it's really hard to get them out And I, I know because I got Yeezys that are growing fur at the, at the crib so. Yeezys is comfortable you know. though Like really comfortable angle. But you can get cheap shoes that are I know, comfortable And inserts Inserts as well You, you know uh, this came up in our last session too uh, I made a comment about uh, Of course you want comfortable shoes But there are a lot of great looking shoes out there With a the leather, leather upper mm. And the rubber and the foam sole uh, I'm a guy, <coughs> excuse me, who likes a nice little shine on something, but I agree. I'd never go in with a, a sneaker or something that's going to grab hair and then you take it home and all that good stuff. Yeah, man. Sad. So good. <laughs> so many shoes were on. I mean, you know, the Yeezys, right? At the time, at the height, I, they'll probably come down then, but at the time, I was paying three, $400 for sneakers yep. at the time. So. You got them in my atmosphere, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the I'm right. stratosphere. Yeah. I spent a lot of money on shoes. I'm so, still wearing Converse, man. <laughs> <laughs> Converse is comfortable. I know that's what Draymond Green is sponsored by. Converse, yes, right. Yep. Converse yep. are comfortable. Like if you have flat foot, if you have a flat foot mm-hmm. and not much arch support, is usually comfortable. But you're supposed to be wearing arch. I can never. Right. Yeah. I had a pair of Converse. I couldn't really even wear them because I thought they were uncomfortable because it was like they didn't have any cushion in like in them. I have all. a high arch on my foot, and if you have a high arch, it's hard to wear flat shoes yeah. like that. Well, I don't know if I have a hard arch or not. I think my foot's just normal. I don't know. Normal? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with my feet, Jordan? <laughs> Jordan has seven toes. <laughs> but getting back, getting back on, on track, what about hair maintenance? Hair maintenance, I think, is important because as we in this industry, we're cutting hair. People need to see that our hair, our mustache, our beards are trimmed. That's part of groom. That's part of professional image. And I think a lot of barbers misinterpret that and don't take care of the self themselves in that manner and it's as simple like i tell students all the time when you in school there's no reason you shouldn't get a haircut every week absolutely absolutely you are the model you know 
when a guy comes in and says, uh, I want my hair like yours, you've done something, you know, cut like yours. But, Craig, you're on point. Yeah, it's, it really is about neatness and uh, staying, uh, staying neat and trimmed. And another valuable thing people underestimate, take a shower. Wake up in enough time to groom yourself, to prepare yourself for the day. Don't just try to wake up at 8.45, you have your appointment at 9 o'clock. That's not, that's not enough time to take a shower, brush your teeth, and take care of your hygiene. That's not enough time. In my mind, I, if some, some people can do it, they can. I'm going to touch on this because um, I've done it. I'm not. I'm telling you this because I've done it. I'm not gonna act like I ain't done it. But like showing up late, like showing up for your appointment, and the first thing you do is start cutting your own hair or styling your own hair. Or I've seen dudes go brush their teeth before they do your appointment. Do all that stuff at home. That's bad habits. It is. Yeah. It is. And I'm guilty. I've done it before too. But I'm. I know that I'm. I'm wrong. Like I know that I'm wrong, and I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to wake up and and be styled, have my hair styled, and and my beard looking good. And I've been kind of spoiled at school. Ain't gonna lie, I be getting manicures, and <laughs> I get a taper at least, you know, in a week. I let one of the students taper me. So I mean, you should, yeah, you should in school try to get at least a haircut every week. And I also feel like it's a good experience for them. Like Jordan, you know, if they ask to cut my hair, let let them cut my hair. Um, and also, I use it for networking. Like I'll go holler yep. at Jordan if I need a haircut. I'll go see Jordan. Or I'll go see somebody else at a different barbershop. And that's just a way for me to stay connected. That's big. That's big. I, I respect that. Um, so we're going to talk about posture. Now, when you talk about posture, what does posture have to do with professional image? What do you think, Jordan? If you slump over. I mean, when people look at you, if you slumped over like this or like look some type of crazy when it means not going to look like you want to be there. So, I mean... I mean, sitting up straight would help a lot, looking people in their eyes and, like, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of build uh, the perspective of the way people look at you. But also longevity, too. If you have a bad posture and you lean a certain way for a long time and not holding your, not proper ergonomics, you're not going to have longevity in this industry. Your hips can go, your knees, your ankles, your shoulders. Everything, everything's going to be affected, uh, but it's a back... Back to that image. I mean, if you're able to stand up, if you don't have any uh, physical issues with your body and you're able to stand <coughs> up straight, that's the best posture to have. Right. It, it, it denotes that, uh, hey, I'm in charge. I'm a professional. I'm going to do a good job. And uh, if you can add a little muscle tone or whatever over time and uh, you just got a decent physique, um, then it, it adds to your presentation. Keep your head up and chin parallel to the floor. Mm-hmm. Keep your neck elongated and balanced directly above your shoulders. Lift your upper body so that your chest is up and out. Do not slouch. Hold your shoulders level and relax. But, but you know, Craig, I need, I need to interject here. In order to do that, you've got to go exercise daily. Right. Because you just can't walk in and say, well, I'm going to hold myself erect, etc. It It takes some time uh, to uh, have a physical routine yes. where your muscles and your skeletal structure are supporting that, that straightness. Yeah. Because to, to have longevity in this industry, we're talking about 15, 20, 25 years, some yeah. barbers who retired in their 60s and 70s. That's crazy. I mean, no, it's not. I mean, yeah, I, mean I mean, it's just like, to me, I think it's crazy. Because there's some people still around in my area. Right. That are like still cutting right their sixties, yeah. And I'm like, that's I mean, to me, that's crazy. But right. I mean, well, well, it's not because uh, I'll add to it for those guys. It's really I'm gonna go way back to some of your other podcasts. You know, you're doing what you love, 
Right. So if you love doing it, <clears throat> I'm just going to tell you, as a, as an older guy here, you, you, you're going to want to get out there every day. No matter how you 55, 60, you said, man, this is where I got to go. I got to go do this. But you got to take care of your body to be able to do it, and you want to feel good and be happy in it. So that's all I say. So Jordan, uh, I'm going to come back and see him when he's 55 or 60. <laughs> 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 Give me a big smile. Yeah, and, and that's important, like you said, Norman. Just proper exercise, just some weights incorporated, um, proper nutrition. All those things add to your longevity. Yeah, because I think a lot of barbers kind of underestimate that when they get into the industry, they see the money, they see the dollar signs. Mm-hmm. But for that to happen and for that to come, you have to be prepared. You have to be prepared mentally. You have to be prepared physically. You have to be prepared emotionally. I'm, I'm going to add to the conversation something that's not in your book, but uh, in addition to that physical, physical exercise and taking care of your body, you got to have a good mattress, man. Oh, you, oh, you oh. Only, you only. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Jordan is old. Yes. My bad. There's, uh, yeah, right. there's this old dude. I, I sleep on a freaking All you're time. doing is renting a mattress anyway, so make sure you got a good mattress. Well, I'm I, sorry. I, I, you're fine. No, I worked at a prison with an older guy, and the dude worked there. He probably been there 30 years. He's retired now. And I remember I was training under him one day, and he looked at me and said, boy. He said, boy. I don't like being called boy, but he said, boy. He's like, boy, there's two things you need in this life. He said, you need a good mattress and a good pair of shoes, because if you ain't in one, you're in the other one. That's right. And I always remember that. But that's, that's, that's important. It's, that's that, it's one of the realest things I've ever heard, you know, because you think about, you know, if, you ain't, if you're not up walking around trying to get it, then you're laying down taking a break and getting a rest. Those so. little gems. That people underestimate are valuable. And this dude, I mean, he worked. He walked around the prison for thirty years, and his shoes he paid like three hundred dollars for. His boots. Yeah, he yeah. had good he, shoes. Yeah, he had great shoes. His so, shoes were fine. So also meaning that you have to invest in yourself, and invest in yourself meaning that you have to spend some money on yourself to be mm-hmm. for self care. I'm gonna give one tip on the mattress. Don't go out and buy one of those sponge mattresses. <laughs> You're gonna be in trouble. Because <laughs> they need some cause support. Because they, yeah. they cave after a while. They cave. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be upfront. Just say they cave. Don't they cave? But some of the things to avoid that will that will stop you from being productive in this industry and from growing. Do not grip or squeeze your tools and implements too tightly. Mm. I, I've done that. I think when I first started. Because you didn't, you don't know how to be comfortable yet. Yeah, like you know, and and especially like every barber who's shaped to afro or shaped with clippers. When you get to the top of that head, you like, well, I drop these things <laughs> right. <laughs> right now down his head. <laughs> but you underestimate, and I think probably Bruce Lee's the one who said this: the strength that you have in your fingertips. Yeah, he did the push-ups with his fingers. People underestimate the strength that you have in your fingertips, and plus, with our work, we're doing so much detailing. And doing so much like different types of designs and different types of articulate haircuts. If the more you squeeze your tools and implements, the harder it is to do detailed work. Just mm-hmm. picture like an a painter or artist with a paintbrush. Bruce Lee said, "Be like water." <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Don't yeah. don't be stiff. Be like water." Yeah, because uh, when you're doing detailed work as a, as a painter or artist, you want to hold the brush with your fingertips and. Let the wrist do the work. Right. Mm -hmm. Because if you squeeze it, you're just going to make it, it's more apt for you to make a mistake and drag the brush around on your canvas or or do something that you don't want to do. Well, more than that, I mean, your fingers are like any other part of your body. If you use them too much, um, they can start to give out on you and... um, 
I know a number of football players, uh, the uh, uh, quarterbacks in particular, right. you know, they have problems with their fingers because they're squeezing that, that ball so hard. So you're right, Craig. It's it's a light touch kind of thing that you right. got to use, yeah. And even to the point when you're cutting in, have a balanced base. I think you should keep your feet at least 12 inches apart, 12 to 16 inches apart. Because mm. your feet are too close to each other, you're not balancing. You can fall. You can trip over your chair. You can trip over something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do that. Like I'm thinking right now of the barber crouch. Like if you're if you're listening right now, you know what I'm talking about. It's where you're hunching. You you, you raise your shoulders up real high, and you 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 lean back. Yeah, you you, sh- you scrunch you scrunch down, and then you cutting like this. Oh yeah, that that I've done that one a lot. I feel like their chairs need to be. Go- I feel like barber chairs need to go higher. I don't think barber chairs go high enough. A lot of times the barber chairs do go high, but it's just that a lot of the um, the barbers they're not using their chairs to their full capabilities. Because you're like six five. Do you right. feel like? But also the key is everybody hand. If your chair is too low, and you're in a barber chair, doesn't go up. Step back and extend your arm. If you're too close to the to the chair, that's going to cause you to scrunch over and bend over. But if you extend your arms and you step back. You're gonna be in a comfortable position where you could perform the service. And is that how you cut? Because you're pretty tall. Yeah. You're, you're six five, so you you kind of sit back and. I mean, that's I, I guarantee you that's that's the majority of the problems when people are up close with their hips almost mm. touching their chair. Yeah. Mm. Give yourself arm reach, arm length, where you could kind of extend your arm to do the service, because that will give you enough room to watch the service first off. Because if you're too close, you can't see the haircut. You got to step back. Yeah. Give yourself enough room to do the service. That's what a lot of us don't do, starting out. And I go around correcting students in the school every day. You'll step back, relax, slow it down. Mm-hmm. You're gripping the clippers too tight. Mm-hmm. And that causes a lot of friction, and that improves instantly when they do those quick things. Well, it causes tension in your body, throughout your body. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to be relaxed. So I think, I think those things are important. Those things are so valuable and important. And things that you have to do, too, as far as, like, to keep your body intact. Some of the three things that we use are our shoulders, our fingers, and our, and our wrist. So those things you have to work on periodically. Do some wrist exercise, do some finger exercise, and do some shoulder exercise. Because over time, what happens, if you're right-handed or left-handed, your dominant hand, which you use to cut with, you'll see that side of your body starting to grow bigger than the other side. It happens to every barber. Look in the mirror and do that test. Develop. I'm about to go. I'm about to go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you're right-handed and you're dominantly right-handed and you just a thousand or five hundred million strokes, whatever you do, it's just natural. Yeah. That's natural. It's gonna grow. As long as you've been cutting out, Craig, you should look like SpongeBob's arm off the anchor arm. I, mean, you don't even, I can't. You probably don't know the reference, but he had a big <laughs> blow-up arms like that. I, I don't think I've ever seen a SpongeBob cartoon. <laughs> you never <laughs> seen it? No, I have. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a, that's a list of stuff Craig has not done. We need to start writing stuff down. No man, I was, I was not in too much TV, man. I was reading, man. <laughs> I haven't cut grass, but that's okay. That's it. That's one. <laughs> Listen. There's a bunch of stuff that this man has not done. We're going. We're going to start keeping track of. Number one, it's this man has never mowed a lawn. <laughs> I wouldn't say that's a bad thing, especially if you got allergies or something. Uh, you hear that? Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, you got allergies? Look how clean Jordan is. Jordan don't mow no lawns either. I mean, I used to back when I was in high school. Come on, this man, don't even see dirt. <laughs> My dad used to make me do a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, he had to he had to force you. I mean, no, he'd ask me and I'd do it, but sometimes, yeah, he did have to force me because I hated doing it. So, but I still did it though. Another effective part of professional image is communication skills. 
Oh yeah. How you communicate with people? That's number one. And as as far as a barber goes, I mean, there's a lot of barbers that aren't the best at cutting hair, or do. I mean, they do a good job, but they just are so able to build relationships and communicate so well that people keep coming back. And one of the key things too, a lot of students, and I know Jordan, you've mentioned that before. Uh, I think on the first podcast you said, Craig, one of the toughest things for me is just kind of keep a conversation with my clients. Mm-hmm. Those things are important because that's where, when you're in school, that's what you have to learn on. That's what you have to try your best at. Those things that you're having problems with, your weaknesses, work on your weaknesses. Because too many students go out there and work on their strengths. And most of their strengths is usually to fade. Well, if you know what's going on in your community, there's always something positive to talk about. Be it in the schools, be it in local government, be it in social services, whatever. But it takes a little, takes a little bit of reading <coughs> and uh, picking up that, that local newspaper so that you can have a real conversation with somebody sitting there. Most of the people who are coming in, they're not thinking about problems of the world so much as they are what's going on around them. Yeah, And, and, it's, and it's kind of ironic you said that because um, I picked up the habit of reading newspaper with my grandmother. I used to read the newspaper every day. When I was walking to school, <laughs> you know, they'd drop off the newspaper early. <laughs> I'd always snatch a newspaper. I'd go back and pay for it one day. <laughs> I would snatch a newspaper before even the store opens. I have like a stack. Just take one, go to school. Uh, I mean, there was hell. <laughs> Dang. Looked like 25 cent back then. Uh, got, a, got a big debt now. Uh, no, I know. What's the statute of limitations? I know, but they probably didn't miss that. Some people probably didn't read the newspaper. But there's a flip side to that. It, uh, it made you a better person. So I'm going to weigh on the side of making you a better person. Don't leave no newspapers around Craig, y'all. Uh, <laughs> I mean, snatch I mean, your newspapers. I used to love, but just to get back on track, I used to love reading newspapers. I yeah. love reading the newspapers. And I would read the newspapers from from front to back. And an interesting thing, right, that I didn't even know I was doing. I remember one time I was dating this girl, and she said, Craig, why do you always put the newspaper back neatly? I never noticed I did that. She says, most people do not put the newspaper back neatly. She said, and she watched me over time where I just, like, read it and make sure it would be back neatly and back where, how it was. Well, Craig, you're in my category. That that's what you're supposed to do. That's what we do. Everything neat, man. I mean, but I, I didn't I did not notice that no. And I was like, how did she point and she's just like, Yeah, you do that every time. It's called one of your characteristics. Especially like the Sunday papers when they have like a, a stack of them. I just put everyone back, the sports section, the the, the region, the local and make sure that it'd be like A, B, C, and D. So you're a perfectionist. Well, no, not even a perfectionist. I, I think uh, that's, a, that's a good note, though, because uh, all of the people who are in the industry, barbering industry out there, your papers in your shop should be neat. They should not be scattered all over the place. you know. And uh, somebody comes in and reads them, yeah, they'll leave them laying around, but at a point in time, go over and neaten them up a little bit. And I didn't think of it like that. And I was doing that way before I was cutting. Well, oh, I know that. I'm it was just I'm like, but how? And I and I and I try to figure out why did I do that? What incentive did I get to do? The paper is done. You should just throw it in the trash. Because your grandmother put a seed in you, man. When you were coming up, you get up, and make that bed, and so on. You know, I, probably. And little things like that go a long way. I just kill my app. That's how I clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> I kill all my apps and I'm clean. I'll, it's all clean now. I'm ready to go. <laughs> That's called technology. <laughs> yeah. 
I love it. My dad used to write my dad used to write articles for newspapers, so I always appreciate that the newspaper. Ah, great, man. So I'll read some things you got and tell me what you guys think. Always greet clients by their name using a pleasant tone of voice. Address clients by their last name as in Mr. Jones, Mr. Smith, unless the client prefers first name or it's customary to use first name in the barbershop. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, number one, learn your client's name. Like, you have to learn your client's name. It can't just be, hey, guy, <laughs> bro, bruh. You got to, like, literally learn their, their name. I, I make a point, like, if I talk to anybody, like, if I even if I have a server at a restaurant or if I call customer service somewhere, I always make sure I get their name. And a lot of times, if you just get their name, that makes somebody feel appreciated. It makes them feel, even if you only deal with them for a brief second, the fact that you took time to actually learn their name, especially for me, because I got a weird name. My name is hard to say. If you take time to learn my name, you know what I'm saying? I, I noticed that. I took the time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take the time. Yeah, Emma. Um, I think that I think that's very important, and I'll just talk from a, a senior perspective by way of age. Uh, older men always want to be respected uh, by the Mister and the name. I mean, if you got that relationship with them, where you call them, by, where you can call them by the first name, and both right. of you are comfortable, I say do that. And even some uh, young boys and teenagers, uh, you can. Uh, I would offer that you try that on them, and uh, it kind of bolsters them a little bit as well uh, and what you're doing is training uh training them for the future and it's it's all about respect as long as you're doing it with the right tone and the right respect sometimes if you call an individual by uh, their first name they might say hey you know, it's mr but right but in general good tone good on the, approach on the opposite end of that spectrum um i got a couple guys i cut their doctors and i was like man what y'all what do you want you know what i'm saying i'm like how do you, what do you want me to address you as? And it's, and they, a lot of times like medical doctors don't want people to know their doctors. Right. They'll, and, and they'll tell you, Hey, uh, my name is, you know, John or call me John or whatever. Cause they don't like people to know their doctors. Right. And then there are some negatives that come with being a doctor, <laughs> believe it or not. Uh, so, and, and, it, and I, it took me some time to kind of build that rapport because it, it was, it's almost like I feel like obligated to call it cause you earned that. But, For sure, but you know, getting to know these people that I cut their hair and knowing what type of people they are, they just you know they're just like us. They just have a difficult well, job. Well, I add to it and say that uh, often uh, those professionals are coming in for that little uh, refuge, uh, mm -hmm. that that safe place where they can be comfortable, and they're trying to get away from the profession a little bit. They they're tired of hearing doctor, doctor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Somebody's exactly. asking them for something. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think, Jordan? Uh, I mean, I always try to remember all my clients' names. So it's, I mean, uh, it's always sometimes it's kind of hard to keep up with all of them because right. I, because you know, like I said, you know, I, I had a hard time talking to people. So sometimes I won't get the names of some people, but I try to, you know, work my way into certain people after a while. But um, I've gotten better over time as uh, to talking to people now. So. Jordan, what I what I've done periodically <coughs> is. is uh, I, I generally carry something around I'm writing it or something like that. If I meet somebody and I think it's important for me to know their name, I'll go write it down because I'm going to forget their name right. quickly. So I'll go write it down, and uh, if I know that person coming back to the shop, if I know that person's coming in, I'm going to check and say, hey, you know, yeah, that's uh, John or that's Mike or whatever, you know. Yeah. So two quick tips to kind of help students kind of help to know people's name. Um, while you're in school, you can keep a Rolodex of clients who's coming in. When someone comes in, when they repeat, when they say their name to you, repeat it back to them twice. Another way is 
I always tell students is to have their name tags. And a lot of students forget their name tags. But they don't understand when someone says your name, it's almost, it helps you if you don't know their name to say, excuse me, what's your name again? Uh-huh. Opposed to just going two people that don't know each other's name. It's a little bit more easier when one person recognizes the person and says, I'm sorry, what's your name again? And then you can go from there. So as you six months out into the work in, in, in the force, in the workforce, I think it's important, and I tell students all the time, carry, get a name tag for yourself while you're in the, while you're in, in the shop. Uh-huh. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. It kind of adds a, a little token of professionalism, and it goes a long way. That, that's one thing I will say about Craig is when I first started working at the school, he's like, man, where your name tag? I'm like, okay. Uh, you know, and I didn't, I didn't wear it at first. I guess I just didn't want to keep up with it. You know, it was a new <laughs> thing for me. But everywhere I go, not only am I dressed nice, I got, because, you know, Craig said, separate yourself when you're an instructor, which isn't naturally my swag. But at, at the same time, <laughs> I understand why he told me that now. Because uh, when people come into the school, they even uh, – clients they see me as an authoritative person so when i come to deal with a situation or they they already have a little respect already by the way that i'm dressed and also when i go out into public and and people see me with my my dress my tie Your my dress, exactly and then they read my name tag that sheds a positive light on the school that i'm representing something in a positive manner and i'm clean and anywhere i go they think about that you want to say something, Jordan? <laughs> say, say something. <laughs> say something now, Jordan. You're on the spot. <laughs> it was going to turn. I was like, oh, you're going to cut me out guard, man. Hey, Jordan, I'm going to help you out here. Um, whenever I go to a restaurant or someplace, a server comes up. I'll, if they don't tell me their name, I always ask for their name. It's out of respect. Plus, if you do that and you give them a nice smile and so on, you're going to get a little better service. You right. Know? So, it's just that relationship yeah. built. Right. It's relationship. Because. I I think personally, right, it's easy to stand out. And little things like that helps you stand out because customer service around the country, around the world is is low. Mm-hmm. So little tokens like your name tag, little tokens like remembering someone's name, little tokens like greeting someone with a smile, little tokens like just saying hello or can I help you or opening the door, those things are at an all-time low across the world and across the country. People will remember you when you set yourself apart, which you're dressed with how you talk to them, how you respond to them, and how you treat them. Right. And, the, and all that goes along in professional image. Another thing I'll throw in there is like, when, we pass, when you pass by somebody, don't be afraid to say hello. Good don't man, be afraid. Good manners. Yeah, my dad would always tell me, wave it. He's like, son, you should wave at people. He said, if they don't wave back, you ain't lost nothing. You know what I'm saying? You ain't lost nothing. And then you'll be surprised at the people that, you know, you, you say hi to. They might have a twisted up face, look like they're ready to fight somebody. You say, hey, and they drop a big, nice smile on you. Hey, how you doing? You know, and and as simple as that, because every time we're, we we all have the same anxiety when we're around. I mean, right. we all, not, the, not necessarily that we have the same levels of anxiety, but, you know, dealing with people, there is a certain level of anxiety. And when you greet people, introduce yourself, have a smile on your face, it eliminates some of that anxiety, especially coming into a new shop that you never had your hair cut at. I mean, I've done a case study, and I do case studies all the time. And simple case study, and anyone out there can do it. Um, one of my students got like a, I think, a hundred dollar tip two weeks ago. Um, and and it's just little technical things that we kind of push in them to kind of help them how to have a conversation because we role play constantly in the school. How to have a conversation. 
we make them come to the front to greet their clients and say, what is your name? My name is, how can I help you? Little tokens like that. Mm-hmm. And even though the haircut is eight, six, seven, eight, nine dollars, people want to go and be above and beyond just to show gratitude. Because people have a soft spot in their heart when they see you learning, you're trying to grow. And if you come with a customer service after that, they almost want to take you in, wrap you up, and give you a, a gift. Yeah. Um, <coughs> that, that's something, uh, you know, I do. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it's out of respect and uh, for what they've done, how they've done, etc. I haven't uh, made any $100 tips lately, but uh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I will give some Chump change. Yeah, you I don't know, do that no, little no, stuff. No. <laughs> but, but the things... I tell students don't expect tips because we did a we did a show yeah, on right. tips, but people show gratitude when they see right. you in a vulnerable place, learning and growing. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and, and they, sometimes they just want to <coughs> reward you for your for your efforts. Exactly, for it's not always. Mm-hmm. Yeah, am I right? It's not always about uh, in a vulnerable space, but just that appreciation and showing right. and and seeing the growth and appreciating where they are, and it's. They're trying to make that conversation and uh, connection as well to lift them up and say, man, this and, might help you. And, and not, not to get lost in that because I want to teach Jordan something because I know he still has a hard time of having that dialogue with his clients. <clears throat> so the, the, the important things of, of getting that newspaper and just reading that newspaper, you will get information on several different topics. You'll get information about what's going on in your community, what's, get, what's going on in the world. you get information on, on the weather. You get information on someone getting married, just general information that can help strike up a conversation. Because current events and knowing what's going on around you, you can speak forever. And it's as simple as saying, hello, how you doing? My name is, and how's the weather out there? Oh man, it's snowing. Oh, it is? I remember a time when I was five years old and I was going through a snowstorm. <clears throat> and then the conversation just goes, it becomes organic. Mm-hmm. And it just goes. And then it just flows. There's no set way. There's not a Bible on, on a conversation. I, I just want to address this. Um, when I first started cutting hair, I was it was very hard for me to cut and <clears throat> conversate, like focus on what I was doing mm-hmm. and talk. Mm-hmm. You're either gonna get uh, a great conversation and a bad haircut, or you're <laughs> gonna get you're gonna get a good haircut <laughs> and a bad conversation. That's but that when I first started, that was. That was just it was it was just difficult. Yeah. So sometimes it like like Jordan, it takes time to build these things. It's not something that happens overnight. It's a skill. Like being able to speak with people, that, that's something that you can work on and grow with. It's not something that you have to be great at right away. You just have to practice those things. But also, it's important to realize work on it while you're in school. Yeah, don't avoid it because so, you have you have ten months to a year. Work on it while you're in school, and that's what we're here with this podcast for. To kind of give you information and let you know there's plenty of things to work on while you are in training. Other than cutting hair. Yes. Don't wait when you're in the shop. Start making money to work on those things. Because I tell students all the time, there should be no dead time while you're in school. Now, what, sometimes <coughs> when you're in the shop, too, like if, you, if you're not working on these other skills before you get in the shop and then you get in the shop and you're <coughs> making money, then your only priority becomes making money that's mm-hmm. all and you know and it's hard to look past that, especially if you got a family and stuff you get kind of caught it's, up in it it's ironic because i had a conversation with a student last week and he understood instantly you said the only thing you think about is making money so um i think it was thursday and he understood instantly which was good he took the feedback he's like Craig, he was so we're sitting there in, the, in school and 
there's about this unlimited amount of haircuts just waiting in the lobby. It's just packed with people. And he thought he was doing something. He's like, um, I got an appointment. I got to leave. And I thought about that. And I, and I let him do his thing. I didn't. I, I, when he came back the next day, I was like, let's talk about this. So you're in school, you're in training, and you left for a haircut to delay your training when you could you gave up about three or four haircuts to get better. Does that make sense? He looked at me and says, oh, man, Craig, why you always come with the good information? <laughs> <clears throat> just like you said, am I? A lot of times you just focus on making money. Yeah. And especially as a student, and sometimes I've seen, and this is just from like my observation as a teacher. Some people get upset, like students, once they get to that, that oh, I got this type deal. Or sometimes they come in with that because they can already cut hair. They feel like they don't want to cut hair for the school because they're not putting money in their pocket. But you're not there to make money. You're there to grow. And if you get tipped, that's a blessing. You're there to grow and get better at your craft. You're not there to to make money necessarily. I mean, well, you should never have that mindset because doctors go to school, lawyers go to school, carpenters go to school. Everybody goes to school to learn. Mm -hmm. And they understand it's a process to get to where they need to be. But the segue on that point, he, he, he understood instantly. I was like, if this guy is just giving you $20 for a haircut and you're leaving school and you miss an opportunity to cut four more heads to get better, does he really care about you? Because really, if it's an appointment, you can do them afterwards. You can knock two birds out with one stone. Get your training and let him know, I can cut you later. Unless if he's saying, yo, I'll give you $1,000 to leave school right now. I'm <laughs> out, yo. I'm gone. <laughs> or, or Drake showed up. Yeah. Drake was like, yo, I need a cut. Yo, like, cut. That's what I told him. If, if he's giving you like $200 and say, hey, come get $200 right now in the middle of school, go ahead. But he's giving you $20 and you missing, you left for the rest of the day. You would be a bad instructor if a man said, yo, I got to get $1,000 for it, and you wouldn't let him go. That oh, would be I would, you would, it would be wrong. I mean, I no. <laughs> I mean, but more than likely, somebody's not going to give you $1,000 in school. Yeah. yeah. And I tell students all the time, be wary of people delaying your maturation. Mm. Be wary of people delaying your education. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm, if I have a, a friend who's a doctor who's learning, or I have a friend who's a a therapist who's learning in school. I'm not calling them in school while they're asking what they're doing. You know what I'm, it's the same way. Mm-hmm. You practicing a skill, this is a livelihood you're into. Be wary of people delaying your development. And like Craig always, Craig told me, he called it the hamster wheel. There's always, you, you got plenty of time to jump on a hamster wheel and make money. You're never going to make enough money. There's never going to be enough time to make the money that you want. And you got plenty of time to jump into that hamster wheel. But while you're in school, get everything that you need before you, that, that you're well equipped. So when you're on the hamster wheel, you know what to deal with. Maximize your time. Exactly. Why wouldn't you just bring them to the uh, to the school later? Like they don't want to. Pay school. <laughs> and that's that, I, I, mean, didn't, I didn't even drop that gem to him, Jordan. I was like, why you couldn't bring him to the school? And and then he could have tipped you. Yeah, that's that'd be. Uh, your... But it wasn't even worth twenty dollars because. We still have to be by your side and teach you certain things anyway. Mm-hmm. And But the good thing is about this dude, he instantly recognized that. It wasn't no banter, it wasn't no fighting, it wasn't like, oh, why you busting my, why you busting my chops? Why you, ah. It's like, he's just like, Craig, you're right. I'm the good student. Instantly. I think, I mean, I've always thought it's easier to bring the people 
that you want to cut to the shop. So that way, if I want to ask Emma or somebody that they're like, you know, if they if I don't know something right. or they they want a specific type of style that I haven't done yet, and I'm like, hey, Emma, come here, let me show me some things for this this haircut. Because you can get instant yeah. feedback. Yeah. Instead of trying to fight it and trying to figure it out for yourself. Jordan made like four hundred dollars days at the school. <laughs> That's all man was doing. <laughs> no. And, it's, and if, it was, if that guy was like Jordan, you know, what I'm saying, if he did four clients in a row, each client could gain five dollars. He could have had that twenty dollars. But the key is, we're talking about professional image, and okay. all that helps you, your brand, to be a better barber. People are going to respect you and be there for you if you practice all these things that we're giving you, all these gems that we're giving you. Every way we teach you how to earn the crown. Mm-hmm. If you prepare yourself well, you will be prepared to make some good money. Yeah, your first day of school, you are you're building your company. You are starting a company from scratch. You are your name, your reputation, your quality, your customer service. All that starts on day one. And if you start bad, it's a lot harder to get up there. If you, it, it's it just, is. It's it just, is. It just is. It's just a head start. Yeah, I mean, you people, you're gonna get a bad. If you get a, a bad reputation in school already then it's just not going to look good for you when you go to apply for a, a job at a shop or maybe even start your own shop or go get a loan. to You know, as a lot of those things come, come together or invest with somebody. So being on this podcast for how you've been on it, how long you've been on it now, I'm Jordan, hearing what we talk about and picking up the things that you hear from, from Norman, myself, and my, even some of the things that you formulate your thoughts through from hearing our opinions – how would that have helped you going into barber school listening to some of the podcasts? I feel like it would have it would have pursued like helped me go into doing more of the stuff that I felt uncomfortable doing. So if, as far as like talking to people, I feel like I wasn't too bad at talking to people when I was in barber school, but um I feel like I still needed a lot of work cuz I'm I'm a very shy person and I even when it comes to like talking to regular people, I'm a shy I'm a very shy person. I'm very quiet. That's why I wanted to come on to the podcast so I can kind of like, you know, get better just just talking in general. This is I, I've always had a problem with that. So I feel like if I would have listened to that when I was in school, I feel like I would have I done a lot more stuff different. But I feel like when I was in there, though, I did the right stuff at the same time. Good. So Jordan was a good student. Yeah, he was, no doubt. Well, well Jordan, I'll add to that. There's nothing wrong with um – uh, in terms of people around the world, some of us are uh, introverts, some of us are extroverts. I tell people I'm an introvert, and they say, no, you're not, because there was a time when, um, you know, I wasn't forthcoming with a lot of conversation, but uh, I practice a lot, and uh, I just learned to, to be able to talk with people, and I, uh, me personally, it was just fun. Uh, my wife tells me I never meet a stranger, man. I'm always talking to somebody. <laughs> so uh, as we're on that point, couple quick tips to help you, and I'll let you guys elaborate on these little topics, to help you be a better communicator, what, something that you can practice while in school. Organize your thoughts. When you hear about organizing your thoughts, what goes through your mind, Norman? Um, first of all, it's being conscious of, of what the conversation is or maybe going on see uh, some of us uh, unlike Jordan you know we say whatever comes to our mind well that, that that can't be good right so when you're organizing your thoughts whatever the subject is before <coughs> you contribute or say something just think about how you know um, how it relates to the subject at hand 
whether or not it's beneficial. Uh, and these are all quick things that you do in your mind. But you just organize what you're going to say, what your thoughts are, what you're going to say, and it, it comes out a lot better. What do you think, am I? I'm thinking about when we did that uh, Confess Project thing in ETSU, uh, and Craig, it, I, did you know it was going to be like that? Where no. you just had, so, so basically what happened was um, – we were we were just kind of giving a small presentation. Uh, it was like a play. It was it like was, a grease play. Yeah, it was it was an ad lib. Everything was on top. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Micah was pretending to cut my hair, and I was in the chair getting my hair cut, and Craig had to walk around. I'm gonna call it a freestyle because they were playing music, <laughs> and and Craig had to talk about the Confess Project to to a, a theater full of people. N- rehearsing nothing and the one thing that that, re- if, that i think about was when craig and it's, it's helped me since then too is saying that craig said it was okay to pause because during that set he had a, you had to talk for what 10 minutes or something like that i think so 10 solid minutes craig had to speak and he flowed so well and he would take time to pause so it's okay when you're speaking to somebody sometimes you want to banter and you might hear us do that on, i might do that on the podcast sometimes but it's okay to stop Think about what you're going to say. Collect your thoughts. Collect that's your the, thoughts. Yeah, that's what and I then get it, and get a good rhythm. And I wish we would. I don't know if we ever got that on video, but I, I'm gonna call it a freestyle because Craig had a, Craig had the music, and it was like he was just flowing, and it was it was really cool. I mean, but honestly, I was nervous too because we didn't get a chance to do no type of rehearsal. We didn't have anything. We didn't have anything. That's why I was a freestyle. But I, I knew I knew I knew the, the the product. I knew what we was going to talk about, but I didn't know how we was going to do it. And it was like back to back to back. Had about like 25 people was there that day just to do that 10, 15 minute segment. And it was just, I was like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Some, sometimes those are the best sessions because you can get too organized. You know, you want to get in, get a feel for the people, the audience, you know, what the energy is like. And, uh, um, but I found Craig. Craig never has a problem talking about anything. Anyway, so <laughs> it was it was cool. I mean, he was walking around the stage. They had the light music playing. They had the, you know the brothers on the bass. Boom, boom, boom. You know, and, and Craig was just like walking around. You know, he does the thing with his hands, like free. You know, we, we should get. That. You know what? Because be, being honest. I wish we get that on video. I wish we would yeah. have to because it was so sm- it ran like we thought we did it a hundred times. And I wasn't always comfortable being a public speaker. I wasn't. I was. I was never comfortable. But but just because every time I went somewhere, someone was like, "Craig, I can't do it. You have to do it." I'm like, "I can't do it." Either. <laughs> <laughs> you just made it. Do it. Th- they threw you in there. You Somebody's got to talk to police. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got to have it. And then I was like, oh, "Nobody's gonna talk." And then the cameras in your face, and you just like. Uh, you got to say something. Gosh, I hate that. Yeah. And over time, it was just like, Craig, you're the captain of the team. I was like, why Why you want me to captain? I choose him. Choose him. <laughs> like, why me? Well, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it really takes time for people to develop that ability to have a nice conversation. I'm going to go way back to high school. Uh, my English teacher put me into a, an oratorical contest. I had to go write this paper. I what was know. it again? I'm sorry, I didn't hear. It. It's an oratorical contest. Can you define that for us? Well, for me per- specifically, <laughs> <laughs> you're orating. You're getting yeah. up. You're getting up before an audience of people. In this case, uh, eight other contestants, and you've got an audience out there. You pick a subject and you write about the subject. And I know I had about 15 or 20 pages, and my Dang. presentation was probably 12 to 15 minutes. I had to get—I didn't have a paper. I had to get up and say this thing. Wow. I had to memorize and say this thing. And I look back on it now, and I think about it, and I go, because truly, I'm not 
you know, I was never really quick with conversations, but that kind of got me started on a good path. And every now and then when I think about having to go before a group, I think about that. And mm-hmm. It was a good experience. So. Right. I think the number one insecurity with that is like people think, what do they think I'm weird? You know, say, what if I say the wrong thing? And like you almost have to not think about what nah. people think about. Like if your intentions are, are, are good – and you want and you just take your time and think about what you're going to say sure. then you're going to do well but sure. gu- but guess what no one else knows what you studied for that's right and you're the expert exactly so right. you could talk about you could add into your presentation something about the galaxies mm-hmm. and you're talking about clippers and they'll think that you put you you took your time to put that together you know like da vinci <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i mean so so the one good thing is again organize your thoughts the next one is before we move on, what do you think about that, Joe? Organizing your thoughts. I uh, that's uh, I feel like that's the number one thing I suffer with, especially because uh, when I get, um, like right now, <laughs> I'm trying to organize my thoughts. But you can pause. But I, I know, yeah, I know. But sometimes I'll be trying to speak way too fast, and I I won't slow down. And I try to like, you know, take like when I got on here the first time, I was really my face starts getting hot. I start sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man, it's okay. I know, yeah, I know, but after you know, a couple of times, like I said, after being on here a couple of times, it's kind of helped me a lot. I've gotten more relaxed, um, more comfortable. Yeah, more comfortable. So that's I'm, that's why I'm glad I did this. This is, just, so a, this is just an organized conversation. Yeah, that's all it is. Right, and Jordan, I'm just going to add to this. A lot of the actors and people you see on TV, uh, you'll hear them talk about even today being uh, uncomfortable getting up and making some presentation, even though they've been actors for years, done things. Uh, so hey, it's a growth process. The next Continue one. Practice. The next one is clarify. When you hear clarify, what, what are you thinking about? Am I clarify? Clarify like uh, so, so is effective communication skill. The first one we talked about was organizing your thoughts. So the next one is clarify. What, what do you think about when I say clarify? The word clarify. Uh, just just make sure that what you're conveying is conveyed well. Right. Like because a lot of times. Yeah, I've done it on here. You, you like Craig will give us. He'd be like, hey, "Talk about clarifying," and I'll be like, "Yeah, well, you know, the galaxy and stars and Clippers. <laughs> you know, you need to Madagascar first. You need you need to realize what the the conversation is about, mm-hmm. either a question or a statement or whatever you're talking about, and convey the point that you want to make clearly. And when I think about clarifying, that's that's what I think about is that you are addressing whatever you're talking about in in an organized, well, timely manner. Right. And, and I, I think you can add to that by uh, just uh, saying to the party that you talk to, oh, let me give you an example of what I'm talking about, or uh, uh, let me give you a few more details uh, mm-hmm. so that there's good communication. Because if you're talking to someone and their eyes kind of glaze over and you go, oh, wait a minute, let me let me just share a few more details and make sure that uh, we're in sync here. And what do you think, Jordan? Uh, pro- clarify, probably be like a... Be clear, like what with what you say. Like, right. don't mumble your words. Maybe, like as far as like, uh, like if you like, like what, like what I'm doing. Like I'll be talking fast and I'll be mumbling and junk. You gotta be clear with your words, man. You gotta make it, you gotta make it, statement with your words. <laughs> and then and then repeat, repeat what's on your mind. Mm-hmm. So we talked about organizing your thoughts, clarifying, and then repeat. There's, a, there's another term you can throw in there too. Sometimes, depending on the conversation, you can summarize. Well, hey, you know, we, yeah, it's it's about this. You know, we talked about A, B, C, D. You know, right? Yeah. 
what, what do you think? Am I about conversation? Yeah, clarifying because we, we talked about organizing your thoughts, clarifying, and we talk about repeating. Yeah. Three steps to help you with effective communication. Yeah, when you repeat stuff, and then people know that you heard what they said. When you're able to, you know, that's like my wife, and she's like, she's like you ain't even hear me. I'm like, I hit her with the blah 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 blah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you heard me. She's like, good. <laughs> now that you're listening, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at times, Jordan, just repeating will help you clarify certain things to your clients. Yeah. Because I know that's a step that you see you're having problems with. So organizing your thoughts, clarifying it, and then repeating. See, see, and repeating sometimes uh, the individual, the client may say, "Well, oh, that, that's not what I'm. That's not really what I meant." So you you have an opportunity for another engagement to uh, I'm going to use this term again, clarify what what was being talked about. Yeah, that's yeah, it. that's a good example too. Like especially when you're cutting somebody's hair, sometimes you have to be like, "So this is what you want," and they're like, <laughs> "Well." What do you think? <laughs> you know, and they, you, you almost have to reaffirm to them that what they're wanting is is in describe because some people don't know what about any, yeah, yeah anything about hair. Yeah. So you're like, are you sure you want to be bald on the top and a mullet in the back? <laughs> no, that's not what you want. Okay. So, that's so again, this episode is about continuation of professional image. What does professional image mean to you? How do you convey that to your clients? How do you convey that to yourself? How do you con- convey that to people around you? Because it's an, one of the key things I remember working in a barbershop. If you come into a shop and you're trying to set the tone by yourself, some other barbers might make you feel inadequate because, oh, what are you doing? You're trying to leave me? And then you feel uncomfortable because you're thinking, even though you're, trying, you're changing for the best, doing things for the best to improve yourself, your reputation, your income, and to retention of clients, some people make you feel like, man, why are you doing this? Why do you have to do all this? Mm-hmm. So, and if you're in a shop full of about three or four barbers and you're the only one doing that, they'll make you feel inadequate. Yeah, I've, I've been in that situation before where it's like, hey, let's implement this. And then nobody wants to do it. I'm the only one doing it. And it's like they try to – it's like they force you into a corner almost, like they want you to feel how they feel. But I got to do me. And that's kind of been my – my whole uh, ninja way, Naruto would say, yeah. is like I I just got to do me where I'm at. I'm do me, and I I can't help it. I I, I got the my way of doing things. I think things it's important to kind of set the tone and be a leader at times. It is, and then you know, and if it, if you're in a place with people that receive criticism well, or maybe want to improve on themselves, they'll notice it and they'll do what what they can for the better. They might accept what you're doing and implement it on themselves. That's valuable. Um, as you know, all things got to come to and We've been on there now like over an hour. I don't think you guys realize, realize it because when you're talking, it just flows. Yeah. <laughs> just, it just flows, and, and it's a good time because we're also giving so much information. And, again, this information is for students to practice while you're in school. Don't beat yourself up and think that you have time to waste. Well, you do have to beat yourself up and think you, have, you don't have time to waste. There should never be a dead time while you're in school. Because you can always work on something. And if you just focus on the haircut, focus on your strength, you are falling behind. Because there are a lot of people in this industry who are setting themselves apart by being well-rounded. And, and I, you know, I, and even, even if you're not in school and you're a barber in a shop, a lot of people, uh, I've heard some horror stories about some barber schools where they throw you a book and take your money. And, you know, 
you might not have got the the education that you you should have gotten and you can listen to this and maybe sharpen your skills now maybe maybe there's questions you need answered that you don't know why it's happening but but you're not sure what's happening so if we at the very least we put a name on it right and and able to to give you some information that you can implement in your life right now and identify it and identify your weakness and work on it because it's important because it's it's your career it's your job it's your reputation and sometimes sometimes you don't see the wolf in the room till somebody po- points at it right yeah what do you what do you think norman about oh. these past two weeks these past two episodes well i think uh, <coughs> this conversation around professional image obviously is uh, critically important um, because you want people to come into the shop you want them to feel comfortable and uh, as we've sat around and talked about different examples of how to do that making people feel comfortable today's com- uh, today's talk about having meaningful conversations so uh I'll just say that uh, I've gotten some things out of it myself. Good. I mean, it's always, yeah. I mean, it's important that you say that because we sit down and talk and you have like four different opinions yeah. and we all grown at the same time right. because, and a lot of times we move so fast and don't have enough time to just sit down and talk. And that's what a podcast has allowed me to do, has allowed us to do, just kind of sit down and have a conversation and make it meaningful because all our listeners out there they depend on us to kind of help them fight through that time when they're thinking about just quitting school or thinking about, um, should I should I choose this profession, should I not? So hopefully our casual listeners out, there, listeners out there, this will help you make that tough decision a little bit easier. What do you think, Mr. Jordan? Uh, I mean, I've, the past few episodes, I think it's been really good, man. I've, it's a lot of stuff that I'm going to take in. The, I know stuff that's going to help me become a better barber, so... Uh, definitely uh, grateful for the the information from all y'all so i took it all in <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm i'm happy to come here every day like i said <laughs> it's it, you know it breaks my week up it keeps me from getting burnt out and all we're doing is getting on here and talking about stuff we love and i mean it's as simple as that especially if you want to start a podcast holler at may pop media but also am i said that craig let's do this we're gonna do it twice a week you backing out are you still down well wednesday we can do it wednesday <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got some energy, Norm. I see. I mean, I'm ready, though. I mean, it's fun for me, though. I, I don't mind. I mean, if, if, I mean if, if, <laughs> I'm here. You know what I'm saying? I got to work Wednesday anyway, so might right. as well. Yep, yep. So, um, Jordan, since you're um, the, 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 the closest out of school, I think every episode we're going to leave and have you drop a tip for someone in school. What do you mean by a tip? Like, is just a tip of um, go to school every day, um, focus on the theory. Um, any tip that you can come up with, and you always, I always let you end the episode on the tip for students because you're not too far removed from school, mm-hmm. and it's important for people who are in school going through tough times to hear your voice. I mean, they hear our voice as it is, and we getting tips all the time. But I think it's important for someone to. Who, who will say, like, man, Craig, you, you've been out of school so long, so you don't know what it is right now to be in school. And am I, you've probably been out of school a little bit, so you, don't, you can't relate to what I'm going through right now because, you know, how things change. And, but just hearing your voice, I think, will help a student, help someone kind of navigate that hump of getting through school. Because you remember those tough times when you wasn't feeling it, those tough times when you think you wasn't going to pick up the haircut and, those tough times when you was going through it and you was like, man, is this really worth it? Just all those things that you was going through until you hit that stride and, and you said, you know what, this is for me. I'm going to boss this thing out. Yeah, I think I think uh, 
That'd be pretty dope. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, That's so cool. we're going to do, do it right now. Do it right now? Do it right now. You know, you got to collect his thoughts. Remember, we yeah, just went through it. He kept throwing me on the spot like that, man. But that's good, though. You know, yeah, exactly. Think about it. Like, do it um, right now. So what's, what's, a, what's a, a tip or a gem that you can drop, Norman, for um, students in school right now? Well, I think the main thing is to stay with it, and you've talked about it continuously. You'll have those days where you'll question yourself, you'll question your, your, your ability, your ability to finish. All I can say is that uh, just keep moving forward in a positive way and uh, be in tune and in touch with your instructors and the time period will go by and you look back and you'll say to yourself wow how did i do that i i accomplished it i did right. well yeah so just stay focused and continue that's big that's big mr am i i had days where i wanted to leave and i had days where i didn't want to go but i i didn't do either one of them and i'm here today so it's a blessing to me I didn't quit, and I didn't give up. So, you know, do do the same thing. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. Go to school and stay in school. And maximize your time and understand that the fruit ripes when it needs to be ripe. You can't force ripe a fruit, meaning that you're not going to pick up the skill in over two weeks that someone has invested 20, 30 years in. It's not fair to yourself to compare yourself to a barber who's been at it for a long time. They've been chipping away at this diamond for a long time. You've been in there a month, two months, three months, four months, even five months in school. Understand, you cannot force ripe a fruit. Meaning that if you pick a fruit today and it's green, it has to have some vitamin D, which is the sun, to get where it needs to be. And it needs to get some time for the, the, the nutrition and the nourishment to get into the fruit. Just like you. It takes time. It takes time. And respect that time and understand that time. Because anything in life that happens too quick for you, I've heard that it's not good for you. That's what I've heard. Time and effort. Time yes. and effort. Yes, sir. Jordan, drop that gem for him. The gem. It's uh, a good gem. And then also mention it's how long have you been out of school? Seven months. I've been right. out of school for seven months. So... I mean, it's okay. Just think about it. I mean... Put your cash app on your mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I say, I say, okay. Um, get a lot of repetition, a lot of repetition while you're in school. That's where you're going to see mm. the most progress. Mm. Powerful. Come every that's, day. Yeah. Come, well, that's just yeah. With anything, yeah. Haircuts coming every day. I mean, just a lot of repetition. Just repetition. I mean, that's big because a lot of people doesn't understand what repetition means. A lot of people just think repetitions is two days and you get it. And I also like telling people, what baby, you know, came out the womb walking? So think of yourself as a baby going to barber school. Some babies walk at nine months. Some babies walk at 15. Some babies walk at, I think the longest I've heard is like 18 months, 15 months. Some babies probably walk, took probably two years. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure there's someone out there who didn't start walking until it's like two and a half. <laughs> I've been I've been, I've dropped that Kelly. You gonna, gonna start walking? I ain't carrying your big butt no more. <laughs> but, it's, but it's okay. Um, it's okay. It's okay. <clears throat> but again, Barber College Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, and Craig's Crown Cuts Downtown Johnson City, and Crown Cuts Academy Bristol. Just want to share. Next week we might we're gonna jump on sanitation chapter. It's going to be big. We're going to talk about the handling of tools and implements. 
cleaning of your barber chairs, mm. just cleaning of your equipments, your tools, making sure that people see you cleaning those tools. That's important. Um, we're going to do a little short this week, Am I and Myself. Um, and if you're around, Jordan, I know you probably won't be able to make it during this week. Uh, Norman, if you're around on a Wednesday, I know you're going to be at, I know you like. I know you like hanging with us, Norman. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> well, that's, that's good, that's good. <laughs> so if you're up, um, it'll probably be on a um, Wednesday morning. Around what time am I? What time? It's, I have to be before school, so probably like 11. 11. Yeah, yeah, that's a good time, right before lunch. You know what I'm Keep feeding information, giving that meat. Yeah, why not? Nourishment. That nourishment. nourishment. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Barber College Success brought to you by Craig Charles of Crown Cuts Academy, JC, Crown Cuts Academy, Bristol, and Craig Crown Cuts Downtown, Johnson City. Spreading love the JC way is one way, but spreading love the Crown Cuts way is the only way.